I'm going to bring up my starting Roni, too. Please do. It's. I mean, this is the pot to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not bad, by the way. This one. All right. Ready? We're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. What about my marriage? But what you told us this with the mostest. We don't trust you. I don't ever bring anybody around me. Let me tell you that's the only thing. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm Welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast. I'm Armin, and I'm back for another Vanderpump Rules recap. And I'm joined once again by the always enigmatic, the mercurial, the fascinating, the astonishing, one of the best podcast co-hosts any boy can ask for, Ryan Alkair. How are you, Ryan? I'm good. Um, I don't know what the first two adjectives mean. So I hope that they're they're um, positive descriptions of me. It depends, actually. <laughs> yeah, i I thought you were like doing a gag where you just used words that you knew I didn't know, but then you used fascinating. I think. Do you know I fascinating? Know, I know fascinating. You I do. Can get, I can tell you that at least. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be back. I think this is my third week, maybe third or fourth week. I don't know. I'm losing track of time, as I'm sure everyone else is. It is. It um, is your third week. Third time's a third- charm. This should be a good episode. Hopefully, it's finally a good episode. Um, <laughs> So excited to be back. I do have a personal life update. Ooh. Um, as maybe some of you know, probably don't, Fader Pepper Rules is thus far the only Bravo show that I actually watch religiously. Um, I think I we brought this up in your first appearance on Han Bravo. Okay. You have so, only ever watched Vanderpump Rules uh, in yes. terms of Bravo shows. You have watched other shows. I have watched other shows famously. Um, but Bravo-wise, I've only seen Vanderpump Rules like religiously and then i watch um i watch below deck here and there um my boyfriend dallas watches it religiously so i watch it with him sometimes but i don't watch every episode but in this quarantine time i have all the time in the world and based on armin's suggestion i have started watching real housewives of new york from the beginning season one episode one and i'm gonna i'm gonna watch the whole series I am currently on season two, episode like three or four. I think I watched. I think I watched episode three last night. Um, so yeah, we watched. I think we watched all of season one in like two nights. <laughs> I like couldn't stop watching it. I'm I'm addicted. To be fair, I think season one's only like eight episodes. It's eight episodes, yeah. But like, still, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's eight hours of TV. That's eight hours. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm on. I'm on a journey, you guys. I'm on a Bravo. Roni journey. Um, Thoughts so far? I'm obsessed. I I always the thing with like Housewives is I always knew I would like it. So my boyfriend has watched um, Beverly Hills, but um, we haven't watched any other ones. And I know I would like it. It's just so daunting to take on a show that has t- nine, ten, eleven seasons already out. It's like that's a task, you know. Oh yeah, and after the first couple seasons. Um, each season has about 20 plus episodes. Oh yeah. No, we looked through. It's like, yeah, I think season two is like 18 episodes and then the rest are 22 to 25 or some shit. And I'm like, Oh my God. Um, but so it's great it is, stuff. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, and I know it's going to be good. It's just it, when you are working and have a life and you can go outside of your apartment, it's, it's 
seems almost unrealistic to watch a show that has 11 seasons. Um, but now, you know, I got all the time in the world. So uh, I decided to take the plunge and I'm loving it so far. In 60 seconds or less, uh, tell us your your current thoughts on on the characters okay, and, and some of the dynamics. I, I know yeah. you've only watched like a season and a half, but like, what are you thinking thus far? I've watched a season and like three. I think overall I've seen 12 episodes. Um, but okay, just right off the bat, I'm obsessed with Jill Zarin. <laughs> Jill Zarin. Jill Zarin, and I'm obsessed with Bethany. Um, I actually used to watch Bethany's other reality show that she had with her husband back in the day. I think it was called Bethany Ever After. Bethany Ever After, Ever After, yeah. Um, I actually watched, I think, two seasons of that randomly um, whenever that was on TV. So I already knew Bethany, and I love Bethany, and she's great on this show. I'm obsessed with her. Um, season one, I loved Ramona. Season two, I'm kind of annoyed by Re- Ramona so far. The, uh, season one, I was like iffy about Luann. I thought she was interesting, but now I'm totally over her. She's such a bitch, and she's so hypocritical. And <laughs> I just hate that she thinks she's better than everyone, but then in an interview goes, I hate people who think they're better than other people. And I'm like, it's you. You think you're better than other people. Um, Alex and Simon freak me the fuck out. They are the weirdest people I've ever had to like watch in my life. And I was texting you about this earlier. I... I hope that we can see Alex more without Simon because I think I weirdly like her. I think she's a little bit more self-aware than Simon, but they're both delusional for sure. Um, I just hate Simon. I I can deal with Alex. I hate Simon. Um, Is that all of them? And then, yeah, I'm obsessed with Jill. You've met Kelly Benzimone. But she's the first three episodes. She's barely in it. So I I have no idea what to expect, but Camille has told me that, um, (laughs) Kelly's absolutely insane. So I'm excited <laughs> to see how how that hands out. <laughs> so uh, all of our listeners right now who have watched Roni, and it may not be that many because this is a Vanderpump Rules recap podcast, but True. anyone who has watched Roni, I think would agree with me that your instincts are spot on. Okay, cool. To love uh, Jill and Bethany at this point, spot on. Uh, to be up and down with the Ramona coaster, that's a nickname that's ultimately given to her. Ramona In fact, coaster. I think the season after this one, they start calling her the Ramona Coaster. The love-hate with Ramona, spot-on instincts. Um, the being over Luann, that's yeah. basically u- universal. I'm known as like the only loose stan. Okay. But I proudly loose wear stan. it on my sleeve. The loose stan. <laughs> and by the way, being a loose stan does not mean you agree with everything she does or says. Yeah. It means you appreciate the shit show of Lou. Yeah, and I, you've told me that it's like... Luann has one of the 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 best uh, story arcs, and I can see that. I she's iconic. I've I've heard about her before, even no like watching the show. So I'm I feel like I'm gonna love her, but I just want her to like. I need her to just be knocked down a couple rungs on her her ego. Her ego needs to be a little deflated. Um, but no, I'm so excited for this ride that I'm gonna go on, and I thought I had to share it on a hot and Bravo podcast that I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm broadening my horizons on the Bravo spectrum. You're getting so hot and bravo so to speak. I'm getting a little hot and bravo up in here. <laughs> Why don't you come upstairs and see me up here sometime? I don't know. Um, but anyway, enough about Roni. Enough but about Roni. Say, we're here for some uh, rules. We're here for Vanderpump Rules. Um, absolutely no crossovers right now with Roni and Vanderpump Rules, unfortunately. Although, Stassi is famously a huge fan. 
Oh, she is. Okay. Huge fan. Didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Big time. In fact, even though Stassi couldn't make it, Bo went to uh, Luann's cabaret show last year. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, I wish I had watched this because I would have. I definitely would have gone to her cabaret show if yeah. I could. Yeah, you would have. You would have for sure. But uh, let's let's uh, start with another shit show who I think a lot of people are over. Yeah. That's Sheena. Sheena Shay. Sheena, Sheena, Sheena. Sheena Marie. <laughs> do, we, do we go Shay or do we go Marie? Okay, well, also, did you notice how they kept panning to um, Kristen's phone while she was calling Sheena? And she has, like, her Sheena's name and Kristen's phone is so long that it scrolls across the top of her screen. Yeah, why is that? And so it says, it said Sheena Shay or... And then it didn't, I, you, we could never see what the rest of it said. And I want to know what her name is in her phone. It's like Sheena Shea or, and I'm like, what? If anyone can tell us, tweet at us at Hot and Bravo or tweet directly at Ryan at the real Ryalk, not the fake Ryalk, the, the real mm-hmm. one. And let me know what Sheena Shea's name is in Kristen's phone. It's the only thing I care about now. Yeah. I'm sure not many people can answer that question, but whoever can answer it. Very specific part of the episode. Um... Yeah, so Sheena's, it all started with Sheena um, talking to, what's his face, Brett, who, why is he on the show? I mean, <laughs> he is so boring. He has no personality. Um, I don't, I thought he was cute, like, the first episode, but he gets less cute every episode. And I just, I was texting my friend about it today, who who just watched the episode today. And I'm like, of all the hot hot men who are desperate for attention in West Hollywood. How did he get get this part, you know? Maybe it's his 5-year running YouTube channel which I had no idea existed. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it's because as he said the demographics are all women. And like I get it, like he looks good with the shirt off, but like he just doesn't have personality and they recorded that weird YouTube episode and I'm just like that was so that would have been the least interesting video to ever watch in my entire life. <laughs> But they're there for his authentic personality. Which still wasn't able to tell. Um, Wait, right. A quick clarifying question. Are you less attracted to him because you've just seen more of him physically? Or do you think it is the personality? I think it's both. Like, I just find him to be so bland. And just he just doesn't have any, like, character to him. And... I don't think he's, like, anything special to look at. And just the more that he's on screen, I'm like, the less attractive he is. I famously, and this might be controversial, am so attracted to Max. I think Max is, like, so hot. And Max has, like, this weird personality where he's, like, kind of sensitive and, like, kind of feminine. And, like, I love that. He has a great Um, Twitter feed, too. Oh, God. Too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Um... They both have very um, politically correct Twitter feeds. Um, but I don't know. Max Max is like so cute to me. And I'm just like, Brett is like not cute and is boring. So I'm over him. So uh, let's get into the substance a little bit, I guess, if there was any. Yeah. So I guess the episode um, begins-ish. I mean, we're not going fully in order here. We're doing our own, you know, order of ops. Yeah, as usual. But we want to start with the least important, no offense, Sheena, and then build up to the epic climax right yeah it's our podcast we, we do what we want it's our rules bitches it's not vanderpump rules okay it's it's armin ryan rules it's rhymey 
rules. It's rhymey rules. <laughs> we should, yeah, we should. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's the new name. If, for those who don't know, Rye calls me Army. I call him Rye. Yeah, that's our whole, our whole thing. That's our whole thing. Um, they have this conversation at Sir where Brett, I forget exactly how it's instigated, but Brett's like, look, Sheena, you're always going to be like one of those friends for me like who after I hook up with a girl, I could call and just be like, guess what? I hooked up with this girl. And Sheena's like, yeah, totally. But you know, you're such a special guy and like any girl who, who just hooks up with you or ditches you is insane. Like those girls are nuts. Like anybody who ever has you and loses you is, I mean, it's unfathomable, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, but, but you're, you're not going to ever like be like that for me. Okay. We're never, I'm not going home with you. And she's like, yeah, but it could happen. And he's like, it's never going to happen. She's like, you never know. <laughs> that whole thing goes back and forth. It's very awkward. First off, I don't think Sheena has ever used the word unfathomable. But um, yeah, in the end, she's like, let's just see where this life takes us. And Brett's like, okay. <laughs> and I don't... Uh, I, like, do, do, does he have to hit Sheena over the head with the words, I'm not going to fuck you for her to get it? Because like, he's he's pretty much saying it. Straight to her face. Not she pretty just, much. He's saying it. I just uh, poor Sheena, and I, I have a soft spot for Sheena. She's she's just so clueless, but I just don't get it. I'm like, I just want I want better for her. I want her to like respect herself more and not like pine after these men who are, are not interested in her. Is she doing a bit, or do you think she's genuinely this delusional? No. Oh no, she's delusional. I I don't think Sheena is clever enough to do a bit that lasts this long like <laughs> a multi-season her... bit since like yeah. starting to date rob it took her four seasons to even crack a joke about her wedding dress okay so i don't think that she's smart enough to to know that this is a bit um and it shows too with when they do record the youtube video and she's like talking and then the second they stop recording she gets all like sassy about it and upset and i'm just like oh sheena it's not that serious and then he calls her middle-aged, which, oh, gosh, Brett. I mean, what are you thinking, man? The funny thing is, is that, like, I think that he thinks that 32 is middle-aged. <laughs> like, I don't think he was saying it as, like, an insult. He, like, I think he legitimately thought, like, 32, like, middle-aged. He's never looked at a data past, like, life expectancy in the 1800s. Yeah, no, he thinks that this is, like, halfway to her death. That. <laughs> Um, what was he thinking? This whole thing is just weird and and honestly lame. I'm not that interested in it. Oh, it's so boring. Oh my god, it's so. I mean, he's boring, and she her whole storyline this whole season has just been, I want to fuck people who don't want to fuck me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then she just plays plays everyone's side. And I think we talked about last week. Like nobody cares enough about Sheena to hate her right now, so she's just kind of floating between groups. Like ev- she's on everyone's side right now. Like. Because no, she's so boring right now that she's not doing anything to piss people off. Yeah, and the best encapsulation of it, and we'll get to the wine party um, eventually, but the best encapsulation of it is when Raquel gets the invite to the wine party in front of Sheena, and Sheena encourages her to accept the invitation. And then after the call says, you know, don't worry about Lala being there because you'll have allies, you'll have friends like me. And then yeah. at the wine party, not to skip ahead, we'll still we'll still save it because we have some other things to talk about. But Lala talks to Sheena before she goes to yeah. wage war on Raquel, and Sheena doesn't do anything to stop it. 
No, Sheena doesn't stand up for Raquel, say anything for Raquel. In, in fact, she just is like, yeah, you should go talk to Raquel. <laughs> so wait, what is it? Are you an ally or what? But the thing is, is you can't, the thing with Sheena right now is you can't really like blame her for being on everyone's side because she doesn't, she really doesn't owe loyalty to anyone because she's been fucked over by all of them and they've all disrespected her in the past couple seasons. So she's like, whatever. I mean, we saw it last week when she was like, got all the tea from Katie and Stassi and straight up goes, can I tell Kristen all of this? And they were like, yeah, sure. She, you know, whatever. It's literally, that's her, her job right now is just to tell other people what other people are saying. Yeah. And I think the most succinct way to put it is like, Sheena doesn't owe, like Sheena doesn't have to have any loyalty to anyone because no one is showing loyalty to her. Right. Which I, I'm almost like, I respect that in Sheena. I think she's, Speaking of knowing your place, um, I think she knows her place of like, eh, well, you know, I'm just going to play everyone's side because I no, can't. No one's on her side. Yeah. No one's on her side. Why should she have to, to have fair, a side? Yeah. To be fair, she doesn't really have a side to be on right now because she's not really doing anything. Um, but speaking but, of not having a side or having no one on your side. Oh, good segue. Speaking of interesting. <laughs> Kristen Doty has no one on her side except uh, for Sheena because Sheena's on everyone's side. I know. It was sad, kind of. It's kind of sad, uh, just to set the stage. Kristen doesn't get invited to the to Katie's wine party. Literally all of West Hollywood gets invited. Literally every every citizen of West Hollywood was there. I'm, I don't even live in West Hollywood. I was invited. I've just been there. I don't even live in California and I was invited. So it's just like, whoa. I almost flew out for it. I was kind of sad for her. Um... It's a very deliberate mean girl thing on Katie's behalf. Um, Kate, I mean, Kristen's been invited to everything this season so far. Sure, it hasn't been technically Katie or Stassi's events yet this season, but it just is very deliberate. Katie knew what she was doing, and it didn't really go anywhere this episode, but I think it will. Oh, yeah. It, it, there just wasn't space for it. Yeah, but it will be addressed by Kristen for sure in yeah. the future. Um, there was kind of a funny moment between Kristen and Sheena when they're on the call, and I think they make the joke like literally everyone in West Hollywood was invited. Yeah, and uh, Sheena goes, "Well, or no, 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 sorry." Kristen says, "Everyone at Sir, everyone at Sir with a vagina has been invited." That's what she says. Yeah, yeah. And then Sheena says, "Well, Lisa Vanderpump's not going." And then and then and then there's like a pause, and then she goes. Well, because she's at her mother's funeral. She's in London for her mother's funeral, so actually I don't think she can make it. <laughs> yeah, so she was likely going to be invited, Yeah, but <laughs> at her mother's funeral. So that's, that's the only reason why you're not the literal only person not to be there. Yeah, and I think it's also like the fact that I, I love that it's like, oh, Charlie, Danica, Dana are all invited. Raquel. And Raquel, and but everyone's so shocked at Raquel being invited. That's the biggest slap in the face is that they invited Raquel and not Katie. Or well, the James beef that that made sense to me. No, I know, but it's it's that's the slap in the face. I feel like right. they're using you're, they're using inviting Raquel as like that cherry on top to like even Raquel's invited Kristen and you're not. Right. It, it, in normal times, they wouldn't have invited Raquel or even Charlie, but they did it. They they got the numbers up because they wanted to to make it sting that much more, which is why it's so cruel 
you know, as you put it, it's such a mean girl sort of maneuver. Yeah. I an MGM, for- if you will. A what? And an, an MGM. What's that? And a mean girl maneuver. Oh. <laughs> no, you can't use, you can't make up an abbreviation for something that already is an abbreviation. Oh, that, no, that's a long time abbreviation. MGM. MGM. Is that what the studio stands for? Yeah. That's MGM. The- is that at Disney World? It's not Metro Goldwyn Meyer. It's Mean it's Girl me- Maneuver. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. I've been lied to my whole life and I'm mad. Don't listen to the history books. I'm not. I mean, I. there's more reasons not to listen to history books. Okay, we're not going to get into that right now. Read them. Don't listen to them. <clears throat> okay, just really quick conspiracy theory. It's just crazy that the whole country is taught from the same history books that other people get to choose what's put in them okay so like we're taught history selectively based on what like a handful of people want us to learn we're not going to get into it right now but that is just something that has bothered me in recent years and i think it's wild that's for the holly shook podcast i'm gonna do a holly shook on history books (laughs) it's not a celebrity it is hollywood writes about it all the time history um okay you can cut that out if you want but (laughs) i think no you know what don't cut it out wake up america okay (laughs) if i have to be the one to to bring history book controversy to the forefront via a vanderpump rules podcast then so be it ryan you're actually on the right track but i'm not gonna like spend any more podcast time on why you actually are right okay cool cool. we'll talk about later we'll talk about later Um, okay (laughs) and anywho so we what was next the wine wine night the wine party's next okay so actually, we did rewatch the the scene um, before recording, and someone brought string cheese, and I instantly went to my fridge and had string cheese before recording. Just so you know. <laughs> Do you know who brought it? Wasn't it Brittany? No, Danica. I thought it was Sheena. No, it was Sheena. It was Sheena. It yeah. was Sheena. I, this, see, that's why I love Sheena. See, I would bring, I would bring string cheese to a wine and cheese night. Like I, I feel that. I, I would bring uh, brie and Gruyere. And that's why we are two totally different people, because I don't even know how to say Greer. Well, that's why we're yin and yang. Yin and yang, for sure. I'd bring the string cheese, you'd bring the Greer. <laughs> and I would not eat any of the fancy stuff. Oh, right. You would love Brie. I do love Brie. You and Camille have the best charcuterie boards, aka Camille does. You <laughs> probably don't put any effort into it. And I miss being at your apartment to record because I was always a charcuterie board waiting for me. Yeah, yeah, we used to put those together. Oh, I miss those times. She doesn't make them just for you. It was only if I came over. It was basically only if you came over, yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Okay, so the wine night starts. Um, It kind of seemed awkward. I feel like this group of girls has never hung out in, like, such an intimate setting before all as one. You know, they're usually at, like, a bar or, like, a loud kind of place with more space. Now, you know how it felt like on that point? It felt like freshman year of college in a dorm room. Very that. Very that. Like, a lot of, like, so, like, where where like where are you from? Oh, Salt Lake City? Oh, how's that? You know? Um, I can drink boxed wine still because um, I just, like, don't have a palate. Oh, yeah. No. My favorite drink is, like... Pinot Grigio, but like $2 Pinot Grigio. It's like, how long are we going to talk about what wines we're drinking? Like, let's get a, get a grip. We're adults. And then it gets into the Raquel Lala drama. Uh, Lala instigates it, of course. She's like, I just have to address this. Yeah. Because she heard from Jax 
that Raquel, I guess, was kind of, you know, puffing out her chest over the interaction, which is is hard to believe. I don't think that Raquel was. I think Jackson trustworthy. Yeah, of course. I think Raquel maybe told James at the party and then told maybe one other person who she's friends with, like Danica or Dana or some shit. Like they hang out. And Jax overheard it. Like, it's not like Raquel went up to Jax and started telling her. Yeah, know? that makes no sense. Yeah. But Jax says that, you know, like, Raquel is boasting about this. So uh, Lala goes up and she's like, Raquel, I only confronted you out of love for James. I was looking out for him. That's the way she tries to frame it, which is hilarious. Yeah, bullshit. And then she says, actually, um, but you were trying to make it all about Logan. And Raquel's like, like looks incredulous because that's ridiculous. Right. Right? Um, because Lala's the one who first brings up Logan because Logan is the one who made that accusation. And then continues to bring up the drama from two seasons ago of Logan and James hooking up. So Lala's basically gaslighting the shit out of Raquel. Because like if you rewind the tracks, it's actually Lala who can't stop bringing up Logan. So... In my view, Rai, Raquel has so stepped up her shit. She looks like a seasoned vet out there. And it's almost an overnight transformation. Because at the beginning of the season, I didn't feel this way. But she kind of came into her own here, Rai. And this, to me, was really like the moment she blossomed. Because last week... It was kind of like a preview into it. Like, ooh, okay. Like, she she graduated something. Like, maybe it was high right. school. But now I'm like, oh, okay. She gets this reality TV shit. Mm-hmm. And that whole interaction where she's standing up for herself and she's like, no, no, no. You are the one who brought up Logan. You're the one who said that Logan and James hooked up two years ago. And then uh, Lala's like, you know what? Uh, you just keep running your mouth. But in reality, you're just, you know, a chihuahua. A yapping chihuahua and immediately snaps back Raquel saying, and you're a Rottweiler. We all know that. Some of her other, some of her other good lines were Lala was like, I want to fucking bang my head into this counter. Raquel, please do. Quick, quick. Um, I loved that. I think. And she got Lala flustered by the way. And that's the thing is she got her so flustered because. So last episode we saw Raquel and she did, she was able to stand up to Lala a little bit, but she did kind of default into the shut the fuck up Lala, which is like, that's ammo for Lala to now use against her. And I think Raquel took that of like, I can't snap at this girl because she's going to turn it right back. If I snap on her, she uses that as, you know, like blackmail against me. I did love it though. Cause I liked to see a little bit of fight in her, which we didn't see before. I did like to see the fight, but I think that she's... Raquel is turning out to be smarter than we all thought. Mm. (laughs) Because what was so great about her fight with Lala at the wine night was she kept her cool. And she never raised her voice. She never, like, used a curse word. She had quick, witty comebacks to Lala's attacks. That weren't mean either. That weren't mean. They were just comebacks. They were perfectly justifiable comebacks. And it... Got Lala so flustered. And I will say that we don't see Lala get flustered very often. Because usually people are too afraid to fight back with her. And Lala got so flustered that she starts then attacking Stasi, And she 
starts using these phrases like, don't reflect on me what you're projecting on you. And like phrases that don't make sense. Lala was spiraling. She had no idea what what to say or do. Oh, and we have to say the the first moment in which she got flustered, which was after Raquel says, oh, and you're a Rottweiler. We all know that. She goes, Lala goes, no, I'm a pit bull. I'm a Michael Vick attack dog. Michael Vick, Vick fighting dog, which is so problematic because that's terrible. Because we all remember the Michael Vick drama. Ooh, I'm going to write do- that down for Holly Schleck, by the way. That'd be a great Holly Schleck. Oh, it would be. Um, I mean, that was dog illegal dog fighting. I mean, all dog fighting's illegal. But right. it's but literally was... animal abuse. Why would you want to be Why would the you abused want... animal? And... At someone who famously volunteers her time at Vanderpump Dogs. And you're going to talk about animal abuse, Lala? Where is your loyalty really stand? Yeah, the layers to it make no sense. (laughs) And that is when she got flustered because then she she says that line and then she walks away and walks to the fridge and grabs a Red Bull or whatever the fuck she was drinking (laughs) and starts attacking Stassi. And Stassi's like, what the fuck? How did I get involved in this? And like... It just becomes a mess, and it was really great to see because Lala lost her shit. Yeah, and Raquel, just, and Raquel clearly won. And Lala, you know, always has to just Lala's way of proving that she won is just by yelling louder, clapping her hands, and cuss, yelling cuss words. And that to her is winning, but she clearly did not win. No, and it's funny that last week you brought up that whole point about how Lala has been espousing uh, this idea that her sobriety has led to this sort of awakening, this enlightenment. Right. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't, really, uh, in which she is calm, cool, and collected. Maybe she is a little more uh, calm, cool, collected, I would say. But but that bully is still in her. For sure. And I I think she was a little bit more put together for a while, for a little bit after stopping to drink. But it's back. And then um, if you guys follow her on Instagram, she posted on her Instagram, like, a whole thing being like, my way of fighting has always been that way. Whether I'm drunk or not, like, (laughs) I come at you, like, full on or whatever. And, like, defended herself. And it's just so weird because every time her and... Every time she looks bad attacking Raquel, because every time she attacks Raquel, she does look bad. Because it's always very unwarranted. She, like, posts this Instagram and... (laughs) tags Raquel in it and is like babe you know I love you and we've moved onward and upwards so like you guys can watch the show but we're good and then Raquel comments being like love you babe and I'm like (laughs) I'm like let us live in the fantasy of you guys hating each other at least until the season ends (laughs) it's funny Charlie makes that same point basically that every time Lala attacks Raquel it looks bad because she says something like how can you attack uh, how can you attack Raquel right She's basically a nice person. I don't know. She doesn't do anything mean to any anyone, right? She she just sits there. That's the thing with Raquel is people hate her for no reason. People, I I think at the beginning, her people not liking her was because she would st- stick up for James when he would be an asshole, right? And people were like, "Aren't you like embarrassed by his behavior?" But now she's not. She doesn't stick up for James, and she puts James in his place, and and people respect her for that. You know, like. Yeah, you don't have to break up with someone because they're an asshole, but don't like support their behavior. And she's finally like putting her foot down to James. She's putting her foot down to Lala. She's putting her foot oh, down yeah. to everyone. I'm obsessed with Raquel. I've been a Raquel stand since day one. Everyone knows that. So I'm 
all here for my girl Raquel this season. I think you were ahead of your time, but I also think that you saw the potential in her, but I don't think she was performing well always. Oh, no, 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 no. She was terrible. <laughs> I mean, I started liking her as a joke because I thought she was so hilarious to the things that would come out of her mouth. I was like, what are you saying? Like, there's one season where she's like, <laughs> I think y'all remember this, where she's like, when I was in elementary school, I could never count my math problems. And I would always get the wrong amount of ice cream cones in my math problems. I do remember and that. I It's so good. And I'm just like, what is she talking about? I love this girl. And I just absolutely loved her as a joke. But now I love her because she's she's holding her own. And she's like really cementing her place. I think it helps that she does have a group of friends because... A lot of her storyline at the beginning was like, everyone hates me. I just want to have friends, James. You're making it hard for me to find friends here. Right. And now she kind of has like the new girl friends group with like Dana and Danica and Charlie and whatever. Okay. Can um, I quickly talk about Charlie? Sure. Please. Charlie's a mess. Charlie is so fascinating to me because not in the episode at all, basically. Right. And then just pops in. Yeah. To actually make an extremely salient point, and I want to get your thoughts on it, aside from saying, who could attack Raquel, which I agree with, there's no reason to ever, she then goes on to, goes on to say, maybe it's because Lala still likes James, and then she actually, you know, makes the, the broader point, which, which I find found interesting, that, you know, sometimes you can still love someone even though you know they're not the person you're you're meant to end up with. And I was like, oh, okay, that's like a weirdly emotional <laughs> point brought by Charlie of all people okay, who's like but... been this one-dimensional kind of dunce. Okay, uh, but you 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 left out the last part of her sentence, which is the most important part. Which was and that? She says, he says, you can love you can love someone and know you're not supposed to be with them and still secretly hate their girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Which so, is the most or in part, you can hate Raquel, just do it secretly. You don't have to be be obvious about it. <laughs> so what did you think about that point, though? Do you think that Lala has love for James? I think Lala has love for James. I think that she makes it clear that she loves James. I, well, not in that way. Not in I the know, platonic I, me, way. Then let me finish. <laughs> to pull from the episode. <laughs> I love it. If y'all didn't know, we're having a conversation. Oh, that was another great line by Raquel. Yeah. And that's what I was saying in response to you. If you just let me finish. You know what, Armin? I think you've forgotten your place. And I'm about to remind you. Okay? Remind me. Um, Anyhoosers. <laughs> I think that Charlie's... Charlie kind of popped up the cuts with this one. I don't think Lala has, like, a crush on James, like, still likes him like that. But I think that, and she does say, you know, I love James, I love James, I have a special place in my heart for him, whatever. But I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's the same thing. I can see it. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. I can see it. <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. At I, least from an attractedness standpoint. I mean, I think that they always are going to be, like, attracted to each other. And they had sex with each other. Yeah, you don't just, like, not... You just don't become unattracted to someone, I don't think. Um, I've never been attracted to anyone in my entire life, so I can't really tell. But I 
I don't know. This That point was kind of out of the blue. I think the producers <laughs> left it in. Like you said, Charlie was literally not in the episode, but then randomly just had this one confessional. Well, it, it was such an amazing point to bring up. Not that it's necessarily right, but it's it's such a... It's it's such an extreme curveball. Like if it were to be true, it would really change the game, right? And I also I I kind of forgot about that whole history between them. Like I I don't know. To me, that just seems like so long ago, and I honestly forgot that that was a thing. So when Charlie brought that up, I was like, oh my god, I forgot that they've like hooked up and like were in love with each other at one point, because that's like so ancient history to me. And it's funny because you had another nod to it in this episode when James was like, uh, you know, I had a crazy dream last night and Lala was in my dream. And Raquel's like, Lala was in your dream? Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Funny. Um, Another reason I respect Raquel and I don't know, I I don't necessarily really want to talk about the whole James thing. I just, I'm happy that he's in AA and he's getting help, but it's kind of boring. Um. But I respect that Raquel didn't dish the whole drama to James, you know? Because, like, he's obviously going through a very emotional, vulnerable, personal journey with his AA. And she was picking him up from AA. So I think she was very respectful in not having him get in the car and then be like, so this is what happened last night with all the drama. And like, you know, she was like, yeah, Lala kind of like talked to me and it was kind of... You know, we got into a convers an argument, and I drink too much wine, and I'm kind of hungover. Like, I don't want to go on a huge tangent, but Raquel is balancing being a good, real human being with being a great reality TV person. Yeah. Agreed. In a way that I don't think many others have, because you're so right. I didn't even think about that. That would have been the perfect time to bring it up for the show. She doesn't bring it up because guess what? Like you said, James is a vulnerable person in this point. He has been a vulnerable person for a long time now. That's the sort of conversation that could lead him to have a drink. I mean, I believe that Lala is like a trigger for him. I think a lot of his drama was with Lala. So to be, this is what happened with Lala, that could really like set him off, which would be bad. And to make a quick contrast, Sheena would have brought that up to Shay, when Shay oh, was going through his addiction problem. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I she divorced her. him on fucking TV. Raquel would never do that. I'm so hyped on Raquel. Sonoma fucking Raquel. Sonoma Raquel is just <laughs> becoming more and more iconic as the day goes. The days go by. I'm here for Raquel. Team Raquel all the way. Lala looks stupid as fuck right now. I famously love Lala, so I'm hoping for a redemption arc um, on this season, if not next season, but. She, at the moment, just like I think with all reality shows, you can love people and you can hate them, you know, episode to episode. And I just can't with Lala right now. I think she's being awful. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's flailing, like, from the Michael Vick dog thing to then she she just goes after Stassi immediately. Like, you know, Stassi, just continue to live in your bubble. Stay in your bubble. Like, and wh- I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, Why are you going after Stassi right now? Like, maybe she does live in a bubble. I mean, it's fucking Stassi. It's Stassi. But why are you going after Stassi right now? She was flailing. Flailing. She was looking for anything to, to like, draw attention away from the fact that she was getting fucking owned by Raquel. <laughs> but <laughs> not realizing she was in the midst of a renaissance, a raquel Oh. <laughs> I just did a thing. I didn't like that. I, I think Raquel ha- may be having the single 
um, greatest season upswing for any reality TV star in history. From basically like a D character within the confines of the show, 15th, 16th uh, rated cast member, now she could be a top three. I don't think anyone saw this coming from Mikhail. And it's, I mean, if you, one of my favorite things about watching this show is going on Twitter immediately afterwards and seeing what everyone's saying. (laughs) And Are people hyped on Mikhail? I haven't checked it. Oh, every tweet after this episode was praising Raquel. No way. just shitting on Lala, which two seasons ago, I don't think I saw one positive tweet about Raquel. You know, last season even, I didn't see her. Was last season when she wore like that Met Gala gown yeah. to, the, to the reunion? Yes, iconic. Um, we watched that reunion together. We did. In person. Oh, when I made you breakfast. You did. Thank you for that. Um, you need to remind me of that meat you bought. That oh, such good meat. Oh my god. Oh yeah, mortadella. Mortadella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to buy that. Delicious. Um, Make sure you get it thinly sliced. Obviously, it was so thin. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I just don't think anyone for Raquel, especially just looking at a mere twelve episodes ago. You know, last season, she's on the upswing. She's iconic. She's one could say she's carrying the show right now because no one else is really doing doing much with the show post especially post wedding i could literally talk about raquel for like four more hours but this is a raquel podcast only now we don't talk about anyone else <laughs> we're <laughs> renaming it the hot and raquel levis podcast the hot and raquel um we do have to move on though actually so they had kind of a bender of a weekend it was just party after party they did um so they had the wine night and then the next day was Jax's party, which I roll of the century that it was themed. <laughs> I'm so happy that people kind of didn't dress up that much. Like, Sheena wore the exact same outfit she's worn to Pride the last, like, four years. Um, Jax, like, kind of went all out, aka put a wig on. And then I feel like nobody else really, like, dressed up that much for it. Which was beautifully, uh, yeah. like, in terms poetic. of narrative, yeah, it was, it was beautifully poetic because Jax was just shitting on Sandoval just talking about how he would re- he refused to dress up for him he still has some petty grievance that makes no sense in my view and then nobody dresses up for his party and after he said he would ne- never dress up again he dressed up alone yep and i think someone kind of mentioned it being like oh how funny you're having a themed party but like i would have fucking gone in on him that was fucking ridiculous and i don't know i nothing really happened to this party um we got the setup for the prank. I kind of love, too, that no, nothing happened at Jax's party. Because <laughs> I've had enough Jax for a season, you know? Jax and Brittany have been super annoying. Um, the, so the, the TP, I guess, was the talk of the town. Who TP does, who TP does. And then uh, Sandoval and Schwartz finally owned up to it at Jax's party, I guess. That was drama. Right. I mean, drama, but... Yeah, not really drama, but it then sets the stage for Randall to help Jax... Uh, with you know, with the prank back, um, I, I do want to quickly say that I thought it was funny at Jax's party that Jax loved that freaking rubber foot. Oh God! More than the Randy Jackson signed sword. But I thought one of the best things about that whole thing was that Sandoval actually went and met Randy Jackson in person oh and got the photo. And then there's a photo of Randy Jackson, and I literally go, ah, Randy Jackson looks awful. <laughs> I mean, I know he's, like, probably old now, but, like, he looked really bad. 
you know, he, he looks older. He, he looks he, 20 just, years I, older from when we, you know, saw him in his heyday in American Idol. Yeah, I guess he was, like, kind of fat on American Idol. Now he's, like, skinny. And, like, this is, like, going to totally come off wrong. But sometimes when fat people become skinny, they look really scary. Because <laughs> I'm just, like, not used to it. But um, it didn't, it wasn't a good look for Randy. Do you I'm think like, some people look more attractive when they're fat? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Jonah Hill? Like, Jonah Hill is, like, way cuter when he's fat. That's, that's Seth Rogen, almost, you could say. Thank you. I've had this debate with Dara for years, and I've said oh some my- people look more attractive when they're fat. He disagrees entirely. Right, and, like, see, I'm mostly, like, an advocate for this because, like, I famously am fat now, and I'm just, like, trying to prove to people that I'm actually hotter than when I was skinny, so it's kind of just, like, more of a personal thing, but, um, yeah, no, Randy Jackson looks crazy, and then, um... Jax doesn't give a shit about the sword, but he's like, oh, this rubber foot, yeah! Which okay, is really like, a Sandoval thing. If Schwartz got the the sword, which Schwartz would never do because he's not that thoughtful... Yeah, he doesn't think that like that. No, he doesn't think like that. He doesn't think, which we'll get to. True. Uh, uh, Jax would be like, yeah, the sword, I'm so hyped, this is the greatest gift I ever got. Jax is being so petty, and it's really pissing yeah. me off. It's pissing me off, but it's, like, literally not worth my time. Um, <laughs> also, like, color me wrong if I am, but, like, that was like a, it was like a vagina foot, right? I, I heard someone say that, but is that what it was? So I'm pretty sure it's, like, I don't know what Like a fleshlight thing, right? It's like a flashlight. Kind of. Like I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to like fuck the foot, because like even if you like look back at the episode, it, it shows like the ankle at one point and it's blurred out. <laughs> they like blurred out the ankle because I think that's where you like put your. Sorry to say this word on the air, but penis <laughs> into the foot, which is disturbing. That he took a tequila shot out of it. It's he really took a disturbing. Shot out of a vagina. Do you think he's going but, to do what we think he's going to do after doing that? Yeah, I do, unfortunately. And, and he, I think he's going to hold the samurai sword while he does it. And you know what's even worse? He's going to drink tequila after he does it. Oh, uh, okay, we need to move on. Yeah, let's move on. Over this. Um, Jax, okay, anyway. So they go back to, I think it's Katie and... No, no, they go back to Sandoval's house. They go back to Sandoval's house. Sandoval and Ariana's. Which, like... I live for this because they had a day party and they just turned it into a night party. They, they just kept the train rolling. And it was, to me, it was like classic, classic old Vanderpump where they just are fucked up all day. You know, like vintage, vintage Vanderpump. They just started drinking in the day and they're drunk at night and they were wasted, which clearly was shown by the argument. But what set off the argument was absolutely ridiculous. So Randall uh, I have thoughts. has this uh, prank set up to get Sandoval arrested for vandalism. Uh, it, it goes beautifully because everyone b- buys it. Everyone buys yeah. it. The cops yeah. walk in, which, by the way, should have been the first tell that this is not real because cops wouldn't just walk into someone's cops, home. Yeah, aren't allowed to just enter the household randomly, especially they, just beat someone. Yeah, they need good cause to walk in. I don't think there was any good cause. So, but they walk in. They're obviously actors, but you know they're all fucked up, right? So, right, they don't they know buy it. <laughs> Sandoval like calmly goes with them. I thought for yeah. a second he knew what was going to happen, but he obviously didn't. And uh, yeah, then they revealed to, to to Sandoval that they pranked him. Uh, before we get into the drama afterwards, I thought it was so obnoxious when Randall 
is like, you got pranked, motherfucker. And then he goes, you never fuck with my friend. You right. never fuck with my friend. And it's like, dude, you've known Jax for literally nine minutes. And Sandoval has been his friend for 20 years. Like, Sandoval's allowed to fucking prank his friend. Okay. Like, know your do. place. Let's just the- say. Know your place. <laughs> you've forgotten your place, Randall. Um, but here's the thing, too, is like, just... It's news to no one, but Brittany and Jax handled it so annoyingly of, like, the fact that they were, like, so upset about getting TP'd. Like, get over yourselves, you know? It's it's a fucking prank. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, my God. I my neighbor be- got TP'd, and I helped uh, him clean it up. It wasn't that big of a deal. We spent, like, half an hour or whatever doing it. A little annoying. Uh, everyone moved on. I was a huge TP'er in high school. I loved TP'ing. Me and my friends would TP, like... Multiple times a month. It was so fun. But I would, but you know, when you're a T, uh, the T peer always gets T peed. So I got T peed all the time too. So I get that it is annoying to clean up, but it's, it's fun. Okay. It's fun. Get over it. It's not um, a big deal. Not a big deal. And I feel like Jax was like, I'm going to get payback. And like Randall had the same attitude of like, I'm going to get payback, which like payback on what? Nothing happened to you. Um, Go TP so, yeah. him. Did they TP Randall? No, I'm just saying go TP Sandoval. Oh, just yeah, literally. Him. Just return the favor. That's that's payback enough. That's literally how this game works. And just do more than you did, like they did to you. Um, yeah, I also thought it was funny that... <laughs> I thought it was funny that they like had this whole thing planned, but then when the cops came in, like nobody really noticed. So then Lala was just like, wait, you guys, look. <laughs> the cops are here taking Sandoval and had to like divert attention to it. Like literally nobody noticed that it was happening. (laughs) And like Sandoval was so chill about it too. He was just like, okay, I guess. Yeah. He made no scene about it. Literally no scene was made. He just was like, okay, I'll go. He didn't ask a single fucking question. (laughs) No, literally. Lala's like, no, everybody look, that's fine. She had to like make it be a scene. And I just thought it was so funny because I'm like, if Lala didn't divert attention to it, like, Sandoval would have just been, like, in a cop car with nobody around him, like, noticing. And it would have been the biggest bust, which also would have been hilarious. <laughs> I almost wish nobody saw. I know, but Katie did. And it emotionally traumatized her, I think it's fair to say. Ariana as well, but Ariana, you know, internalizes it, uh, keeps it to herself. Katie cannot. So Katie is like, yo, this is fucked up. This really perturbed me. Um, And Schwartz is not having it because, you know, Katie is uh, critiquing the love of his life, Jax. And Schwartz responds to Katie saying, you know, shut the fuck up. Uh, This is the biggest turnoff. And Katie's like, what? Yeah. And then Schwartz is like, this is literally why I don't have sex with you. At this point, Sandoval... The person who was just handcuffed and thrown into a back, into the back of a cop car is the one saying, yeah. Schwartz, yo, dude, just chill, man. This is your wife. Like, Schwartz is pushing Sandoval off of him. And then Schwartz just gets more and more venomous, as Bo puts it, towards Katie. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're not having sex for two months. This is why I don't have sex with you. You're so gross. All of these things. You even get this little moment that I want to talk about between Bo and and Schwartz were like, Bo's like, yo, this this is not it, man. Yeah. And Schwartz like, dude, dude, just shut, like, basically, like, shut the fuck up. Shut the yeah, fuck up. Like, That's no, not what he says, but. Yeah. 
Schwartz like basically is like, dude, Bo, just stop, dude. I don't want to hear from you. And it's really, really gross in my opinion because Bo has only been a good dude to everyone. Yeah. And it's like, yo, he's actually trying to help you out here. <laughs> he's looking out for you. And and Schwartz is just on a rampage. I don't know if it's because he's drunk. Um, because he's drunk. And then uh, uh, Schwartz wants to go home with Katie and probably continue the argument. Um, but Katie's like, no. So Schwartz actually leaves and Katie stays. Yeah. And that's how the episode I mean, ends. They were both fucked up. Like, they both get, like, fucked up eyes when they're fucked up, like, and I get the same, so I can relate. Like, when I'm wasted, like, you can tell. It's in my eyes. And, like, I could be acting completely normal, but, like, I have fucked up eyes. Katie and Sandoval have fucked up eyes. Like, Katie looked wasted. And... But I don't think she deserved that. No, oh my gosh. So, before I state my opinion, and all the haters come at me, absolutely no way in hell Katie deserved what was said to her by Tom, of all people, especially her husband. Should never speak to her like that. I would say that nobody deserves to be spoken to like that, especially over something so small and petty. But especially from your husband or your significant other, whoever. Technically, they're not married, so whatever. But Good point. Not her husband. Actually, they're not married, so you know what? It's fine. <laughs> End of discussion. Um, <laughs> but here's my thing. And I don't know, I guess maybe you could enlighten me on why this was a big deal. I understand the stigma around police in this country that there's, you know, police can be very abusive with their power and all of the drama that everyone knows about. I don't have to speak on it. But here's my thing. I'm sorry, Katie Schwartz Maloney. You and all of your friends, I'm sorry, take a look around the room. Right. All of your rich, white, wealthy, surrounded by TV cameras in the fucking valley, and one could argue in the one of the nicer neighborhoods of the valley, you are not the people that should be nervous and scared when a police officer comes to your door. So the fact that she's like, that's not fucking funny and I'm disturbed and I'm set off and like nervous about that. I'm like, girl, no. But I think Ariana was the one who brought that angle up in her confessional. I don't think Katie actually brought that up, did she? Oh, no, no. Katie also brought it up in her confessional, but that's right? why Katie was upset. She's like, this isn't fucking funny. Like, But I don't think happened. she made a reference to the fact that, you know, not to make this a political podcast, but it is a fact. We know this. There is a long history of police abuse, especially towards people of color. And there is a lack of accountability. This, by the way, goes back a long time. Right. It's That's, not, a fact. that's not the the point that I'm arguing, obviously. No, I know. But, I, but I'm trying to remember if Katie was actually bringing that up in her drunken stupor. Ariana said it more clearly in her confessional, obviously sober months later but katie was sitting there being like a debbie downer of like that's not funny it's not funny to have cops come and like arrest someone because a lot of people in fewer words the the vibe she was giving off was like cops aren't funny (laughs) and like pretending to arrest someone isn't funny and i'm like okay but like i don't know it's a fucking prank like that's like 
a go-to prank is like pretend to get cops to arrest your friend. Like that's a prank. Is that a go-to prank? That's that was pretty elaborate. I'm not. It's I, elaborate, I'm not, but like, <laughs> I'm not gonna know. say like, oh, Katie was a hundred percent the right. But in the moment, I think the in the confessionals they were almost retconning what happened, right? But I think in the moment they were just scared, which is fair, by the way. Like you see a friend get arrested, like that's kind of fucking scary, for sure. And and I and I just don't think even if you think she overreacted, I don't think there should have been any counter reaction in that vein. It should have just been like a calming down moment, like Katie, I, I'm sorry, you're li- a little scared. Uh, and Jax and Randall, especially Randall, because Jax doesn't care about anybody. Yeah, he's a sociopath at least. Uh, right. But Randall should have stepped in and said, "I'm sorry. I, you know what? I didn't even consider how that could have made others fearful. Like obviously, right. we're fucking with Sandoval." Jax at some point is like, as long as Sandoval doesn't care, then, then we're good. And he doesn't right. care, so nobody else should care. And it's like, well, I could see other people being scared. Like, I, didn't, I Honestly, Ryan, I didn't care about that. I cared more about what Schwartz did. Okay, and I, I and I do, now that you explained it, I do see your that side of things of like, it is scary to watch that happen. And so I agree. I think that if Katie was going to be upset and scared, whatever, that the reaction... <laughs> The reaction should have been more, oh my gosh, like, yeah, from Randall, even Tom Sandoval maybe being like, it's cool, like. Or even Schwartz. Or Schwartz, right, her husband. But like, okay, I get it. I get it from that point of view. To me, it was coming off more of like her being like, in this political day and age, like, that's not funny. And I was like, your privilege is showing, girl, because that is like literally not something that you and your friends have to worry about. But I guess just like the act of seeing someone arrested and a cop car is scary, but I think the way it was edited gave it that impression. But I think if you remove the confessionals, yeah, there, there is a little bit of a different tone to her reaction, which is, I think more from the angle of this genuinely scared me. Okay. And I, and I, Katie was scared as shit. If you notice, like she's the first one to walk out there for sure. And And her jaws drop. Katie was scared. And I, and I respect, I respect that side of things but i also am like i don't know shorts's reaction totally unwarranted and we can talk about his reaction now but i'm just like okay girl you're a grown adult like be scared shake it off take another shot bitch you don't need it but just do it and move on you know don't like ruin the night with being a debbie downer about it right and i don't think the night had to have been ruined because i think it could have taken just 20 seconds to to calm her down but the reaction that we got from schwartz is really what escalates it Absolutely. And I want to talk about this because I have very strong feelings on this. That reaction from Schwartz pissed me off, not just because of the reaction, but because of the fact that he he is vitriolically fighting against his wife, against the supposed love of his life, to do what? To protect Jax. We see it earlier in the episode. Oh, Sandoval, I can't believe you're TPing the house. Oh my God, this is crazy. What what a horrific thing to do. I can't I can't be involved in this. Oh, I need I need to back away. I can't I can't do anything to wrong Jax. Mind you, mind you, now that Jax escalates the situation, you may think it's not a big deal to throw someone in the bo- cop car. I think in the context of everything, whatever, we can move on. But throwing someone in the back of a cop car is way, way, way out of proportion to TPing someone's house. Absolutely. So, Jax does that. Oh, I mean, Schwartz uh, couldn't be 
more uh, in approval of this. But I want to go back a few seasons. Season three, Jax is spreading the rumor that Schwartz cheated on Katie. Jax is also spreading a rumor that Katie cheated on Schwartz. You have a confrontation. Jax, Schwartz, and Tom are out to lunch. Katie arrives, and Jax immediately starts laying into Katie. This is season three. What does Schwartz do? Nothing. He sits there, and Katie turns to Schwartz and says, are you going to back me up here? Like, look at what your friend is saying to me. Schwartz doesn't say a word. Katie walks away. He's like, I'm just leaving. Okay, like, wow, this is insane. Like, Jax is, Jax is being horrific to me. Yeah. What does Schwartz do? He just sits there and keeps eating lunch with his best friend, Jax. And Classic. this has been uh, a, a, a cycle that, that never ends. Jax does horrible things to Katie. Schwartz defends Jax. Jax does horrible things to everybody. Schwartz defends Jax. What is it that Jax has over Schwartz? That Schwartz isn't willing to even provide constructive criticism towards Jax, who is a volatile and self-destructive dude. He could use some constructive criticism from a good friend. But Schwartz is, it, Schwartz is his lapdog. He's his doormat, and it pisses me off. Well, here's the thing. Schwartz never has really ever had a backbone to stand up against anyone, except when it comes to being Katie. awful to wife. That's the only time he's ever had a backbone. He and could pour beer on Stassi. He did it in season one. He poured beer on Katie. It seems like he he, he can get uh, vicious if he'd like. But here's the thing is, and this is not justifying Schwartz's actions, but I'm saying, look at the way Jax treated Sandoval this season when Sandoval stood up to him. If I think if the roles were reversed and Schwartz was the one in an alternate universe standing up to Jax, he would have treated Schwartz the same way. Ostracized him, and that's how Jax treats anyone who doesn't agree with him. Right. He's so, consistent. So Schwartz, I guess, in his mind, is protecting his friendship, I guess, which... Why would you want to be friends with someone who treats anyone like that in the first place, let alone a friend? So I think that Schwartz is like afraid to stand up to Jax because he knows what happens when you stand up to Jax. But how about your wife, dude? And I, I can't justify that. I can't, I can't give you an answer. But at the same time, I think that they have this weird relationship where they both are really mean to each other at times. Katie... Like, talking about how his dick doesn't work or whatever. And Fair. being a, sending Tequila Katie texts to Schwartz. And they have this weird relationship where they're madly in love and they are so sweet and so, like, you know, lovey-dovey with each other. And then with the flip of the switch, they're so hostile and so mean and just talk to each other the way that I've never even been talked to by my worst enemy which I don't have any because everyone loves me. But if I were to have a worst enemy, I can't even imagine them talking to me like that, let alone the person I'm spending my life with. So they just have this weird relationship that's so uncomfortable to watch. And especially, at least in Mexico last year, it was on their balcony. And like, yes, Tom and Ariana were the balcony over and they could hear it, but it like wasn't the same room. Whereas this was like a room full of people. No, and I get that this is their relationship, this is the dynamic, but something especially irks me when the impetus is protecting his friendship with Jax. For some reason, that irks me. I guess it's because of Jax's lack of moral clarity himself. 
Yeah, I never saw... I didn't get that from... I didn't get that when I watched it, the him protecting Jax, because it was Jax's fault. That's what I I thought. That's immediately where my mind went. Like, oh, how can you ruin this moment that Jax... What, See, that I, Jax gave us. Like, we were privileged to have experienced this moment. Oh, we! how can we ruin it? Ja- this is Jax's birthday. We should, we should thought, accept it. it. We're in Jax's presence. He gave us this beautiful prank. Yeah, and I see that. And I I definitely thought of it as, like, a Schwartz being mad that Katie would ruin the moment and was bringing everyone down, which I somewhat agreed with, but not to that extent. But it does add that extra layer knowing that it was Jax's birthday and God and Jax's prank and God forbid anyone messes up anything that Jax has planned, which I'm so sick of that fucking ideology that you can't mess up anything Jax has planned. Like fuck off the amount of things that Jax has ruined of other people's Stassi's birthday in Cabo. When she show, he shows up on the boat with random girls, right? That was fine, but God forbid somebody gets mad at Jax's party. Fucking the season before, Marrakesh, Vegas. Stassi's birthday at Marrakesh. When Jax goes, gets shirtless and starts fighting oh, fucking shirt- Frank. When he gets shirtless and goes through the um the parking lot? Yeah, the parking lot at Marrakesh. Oh my god, I didn't know that was... I didn't know the name of the restaurant, God forbid. <laughs> um, <laughs> just say the scene where Jax takes his shirt off and fights in the parking lot. That's all I need to know. You I don't know, know the holy site? The holy site of Marrakesh? <laughs> to Marrakesh, to me, sounds like a different country. I thought it literally is. But that's the oh, name yes. of the restaurant also. Okay. Well, then that's confusing because I instantly was like, when did they go there? To Mar- <laughs> Are they never been to that country? I'm like, they've literally been to Cabo and Vegas. I don't think they've ever traveled anywhere outside of the... <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Miami. They've and been Sol- to Miami. <laughs> and Miami. Um, so they've been a lot of places. <laughs> Uh, no, it's the same three. It's fucking Cabo, Vegas, and Miami. That's the only places they go to. And Solvang. <laughs> right, right, right. Solvang. Yeah, good point. <laughs> my favorite my favorite part of last season. 20-minute uh, flight to Solvang. Oh, God. I need to go to Solvang and, like, black out and fall over a table like Kristen. Um, I can do that anywhere, though. Um, yeah, it was really hard to watch. It was really uncomfortable to watch. Um, made me feel kind of gross watching it in a way seeing someone talk to their like significant other that way talk to anyone talk to anyone that way bad talk to your significant other way other that way is even worse in my opinion and it's just really awkward to watch but yeah you know secretly i loved it obviously i was living for it it's great tv love hate i i i'm sure we're gonna get the backlash of this next episode i mean it literally ended with Tom leaving and Katie being like, I'm not going with you. Yeah. And that's how the episode ended. So I I can see it. The continuation of this night being next episode. I can see it too. Or I could see it picking up the, the next morning. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, we're we're going to sign off because we've gone long. It's been, it, it was a big episode, but yeah, it's a big episode. A lot happened, but, and we had, we talked about Raquel for 40 minutes because that's the new, that's the new like uh, mandate. It's what she deserved. Um, uh, but before we sign off, briefly, uh, we're halfway through the season about, what do you think of this season so far? Is it a comeback season from the the widely panned season seven? It is leaps and bounds above last season. Last season, without a doubt, is my least favorite season of the whole series. Um, is it top tier season? I'm going to say no. Um, I think we talked about it a lot last last week with memorable moments and iconic moments to me there hasn't 
been as many this season as there has been with others. Um, there's no Marrakesh, if you will. There's no Marrakesh, which obviously I remembered immediately when you brought it up. Um, and like we said, with the whole wedding, spending half a season on a wedding that sucked is was a real, real letdown. Um, but I will say that it is so much better than last season. It is. It's. It's making me re love the show that I wanted to give up on last season. Um, and I'm. I. I see. Like we said with the halfway midway trailer last week, I think there's a lot of good stuff to come. So I'm excited. This episode was one of my favorites of the season so far. I thought it was juicy. Um, I agree. Yeah. What do you think? I think the new kids uh, have given it life. Uh, even though, like, for example, in this episode, we've talked a lot about um, historical favorites, right? Like uh, Jax and Sandoval and Tom and Katie. Um, but even though Raquel's been around for four or five seasons, you can argue that uh, she really is a newbie in the sense that she has a prominent role for the first time. Yeah. It's her first time being an official member on her own regard and not just being tied as, like, Jax's girlfriend. Or Jax's. James's girlfriend. <laughs> Plot twist. She's dating Jax. I actually uh, think, like, objectively, she's had more screen time than James. Oh, absolutely. James. And, yeah. I mean, it sucks, but James's storyline doesn't really, like, fit in with anyone else's. It's very much an isolated storyline. Um, but she's way... I, I, I consider her way bigger of a player than James at this point, for sure. Yeah, and Which, we talked some Brett. We, we've t- uh, in the past couple weeks, we've talked a lot of Dana and Max. Yeah. Like, I think the new yeah. kids have given it life. Uh, I think while this season's not one of the best, um, it's enjoyable. Last season wasn't enjoyable. This is actually a rewatchable season. And I, and I didn't think it started off strong. I thought the first episode wasn't good. But since yeah. then, it has really, really grown on me. Yeah. I look forward to watching it every Tuesday like I used to. Um, I'm Last season, I, I literally would go... Um, I could go a full week without watching the episode and then be like, oh, I, I guess I should watch it. Which is was crazy because I always look forward to watching it. Um, but I'm back to like... I watch it, especially with quarantine. I have nothing going on on Tuesdays. I watch it like pretty much live i watch it as soon as i can so i'm it's nice to have have good tv back it good is Vander- yeah uh right uh i didn't let you uh plug yourself at the beginning of the podcast but i'll let you plug yourself now so rude um <laughs> in my contract i have to plug in the first two minutes but uh should we, should we start the podcast over again yep start from the beginning okay let's do it Right. Welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast. You better say exactly what you said word for word this whole time. The enigmatic, um, mercurial, fascinating, and astonishing co-host of the Holly Shook podcast, Ryan Alcar. How are you, Ryan? Absolutely not what you said. Um, it was pretty close. Still don't know what it means. Um, okay, if you guys, if you guys are like totally in love with me, um, in a way that Tom Schwartz is in love with Katie, you can follow me on Instagram. At Ryalk, at R Y A L K, as well as on Twitter at the real Ryalk. Um, I like to post funny things that I think are funny that nobody else does. Um, I currently, if you are a Roni fan, I currently have a thread. Yes. I'm live tweeting my reactions as I watch a show that is now over a decade old. 
it's very on brand for me to tweet about shows that are 10 years old um, or, or more. In this case, 12 years old. Um, yeah, you can follow me on there. And then our Holly Shook podcast at Holly Shook Pod. We do a celebrity scandal podcast as well. That's super fun that I should probably do research for soon. Don't at me. Um, but I've loved doing my hot and bravo. I'm, I look forward to this. I look forward to this almost as much as I look forward to watching the show. So that's a good sign. That's a great sign, right? And everyone, thank you so much for uh, going on this uh, hour-long journey with us. Uh, we hope you stand Raquel as much as we do, and we hope you'll yep. join us next week. If you made it this far, we appreciate you, and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.